Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. I have a powerhouse of a guest today. Today, I am bringing you a beautiful energy healer, goddess of light, Audrey Arbe. I love her energy. The minute I heard her speak, she immediately drew me in. Here is a little bit about Audrey. She was a born mystic intuitive that always knew she was here to make a difference and uplift consciousness. She has won awards for her books, which include Kindle number one international bestseller, Raising Race Consciousness, Healing Racism, Sexism, and Other Isms, which we'll definitely talk about today. And she's also an award-winning artist, TV show host, a speaker emerging as an energized, healthy risk taker and global thought leader. She has also been hailed as the transformational catalyst and diversity expert who uses her clairvoyant healing gifts in private, personal, and business sessions, seminars, and online courses, sending the frequency of love, peace, light everywhere. Welcome to the show, Audrey. Thank you, Gretchen. That sounded so impressive. <laughs> oh, thank you. Absolutely. You are very, very impressive. So I'm, I'm glad it sounded so. Thank you. So you are a born clairvoyant and you always knew you were here to make a difference. Yes. How did that present itself to you? Okay. So when I was a little kid, I'm born in New York. Actually, I'm born in Brooklyn where I spent my first eight years. When I was a little kid, I knew, I just knew you, it's like this, I call myself a born mystic intuitive because I think like that. I didn't have to be taught how to think like that. It is the way I think, which I thought was normal until I really began to know family members and other, others and discovered not so normal. And I knew, I just knew that I'm on this earth. This is the way I knew it as a kid, to make things better. That my time on this planet, when I leave, part of my purpose was to make things better. When I became older and learned other language, okay, and now I have lots of words, it's literally to upraise consciousness in one way, shape, form, or another. And that's what I do as best I can. And that includes, people have to understand that, that includes my own. I have to be involved perpetually. Doesn't mean not taking a rest, by the way. That's part of it, knowing when to pause, relax, rest, say thank you, all of that. My own consciousness, my own being, my own everything. That's part of it. Right, because... We can get kind of dragged down on a daily basis if we don't continue to work with our own consciousness on a daily basis. I meditate every day because I'm the size I am. I am four foot 10 and I've discovered people think that's little. I'm four foot (laughs) 10. I weigh 94 pounds. So I fit very comfortably into most bathtubs. I'm a water sign. So I do, (laughs) I am, I'm a, born Cancerian in Western astrology and in Vedic astrology. So when I take my daily bath and I lie down in the water, I do breathing attunements. I do energy sendings. I do prayers. I do certain kinds of healings, some for my own, my own self. 
and others for the world. And then when I'm complete with whatever it is I'm doing, I simply do my very best to vibrate light. And the guides told me some little while ago, and I laughed at this, okay, that my purpose on earth was to be the light. And that might sound really simple. Oh, goody, be the light. But to be the light, that means releasing and letting go of anger and rage and pain and discord and fear and upset. I'm a born Cancerian. We are the emotional ones of the Zodiac. And I am no exception. So that's part of what I do. And when I start the day that way, it just gives a whole different context and vibe to the day. It starts me off on a higher frequency than if I didn't do any of it. So, Right. How can we start our day off in a higher frequency? Something really little. What do you think that we could do as a general population to do that? Breathing atonements. The one, um, if I can take a few moments, I can direct a few. And okay, this is people, if you are driving, do not do this. If you are cutting an apple with a knife, do not do this. You can listen, don't do this. Do this only when you can be sitting down somewhere comfortable and safe and really get into it. Otherwise, it's background. Because if you're driving a car or on a bicycle or something, that's what you need to focus on. Because one does have to pay attention to third dimensional reality till we are totally beyond that, which is not the case right now. So may I give a couple of breathing attunements that... Please. Okay, so first, when you can do this, take your shoes off, loosen your clothing. You need to be comfortable and if that means, uh, ladies, your bra or somebody's tight pants or whatever, loosen it. You need to be able to breathe. And then sit comfortably. And I'm going to teach you, I'll teach you a couple of them, but I'll keep the time relatively short so that you can do this as a regular practice daily. So I like to start, when I teach this, I send light and energy into everybody's heart. I just do that. And when I say I, that's shorthand. I don't mean I, the ego identity called Audrey. No, I mean I, the soul essence that one can reach, aspire to reach when we lift our frequency. That's the I and the guides with me. I will say I for shorthand, but that's the understanding. So what we're going to do first is, and I'll do this a little shorter than what I usually do. You're going to inhale through your nose and hold that, and then exhale through your mouth and hold that. And I'll guide you in that. We'll do that a few times. Then we're going to bring white light into the linings of your cells. And you don't have to be concerned about what does it look like? What does it feel like? You use your intention and you allow. And then we'll put golden light into the nucleus, the core of your cells. Then we're going to do the lifting process. I love this one. And the first one um, I was taught by my friend, metaphysician Paulette Pelequin. The second one, the guides that came through me when I was teaching, um, actually guides, 
I wasn't teaching them, I was doing them. And they called themselves the Guides from the Light Beyond Time. And the third one I learned from the amazing Patricia Hayes, different than Louise Hay. And for the lifting process, all you do is repeat quietly to yourself and allow to happen because you're shifting your frequency from wherever you are to the higher realms, which is like a spectrum, by the way. And you'll be saying you're getting high. Well, you'll say I'm getting because it's you. But I will say you're getting higher and higher, lighter and freer. And I'll do that. And then notice how you feel now and when we're done. So sit comfortably. Take off your shoes. Loosen anything that's tight. And allow yourself to really feel amazing. So I'm going to lift my frequency for a moment. Breathe in golden light into your heart. Fill up your heart as though you're a sun, a star, and gently exhale. Breathe in beautiful golden fuchsia pink light into your heart and heart chakra whole area. Let it fill you up and gently exhale. Breathe in soft blue, the blue of a beautiful sky throughout your whole being. And now. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Inhale through your nose. Inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Exhale. Now keeping your eyes closed, notice how you feel. And now fill the linings of your cells with your intention with shining white light. 
Phil, Phil, this is protective blessing and taking care of you. Feel the lining of your souls, your bones, your blood, your organs with shining white spiritual light. And gently release. Feel the lining of your cells, your thoughts, your emotions. And gently release. And now fill the linings of yourselves, the very thought form, the spiritual aspect that created you with white light. And gently let go. Now fill the nucleus, the core of each of yourselves with sparkling golden light. Now fill the core, the nucleus of the soles of your body, your organs, your blood, your bone, your teeth, your nails, with sparkling golden light, filling you up and having your energy flow and sparkle. And again, fill the core, the nucleus of each of your cells, the cells of your thoughts, your words, your mind, your mentality, with sparkling golden light. And once again, fill the core, the nucleus of all of your cells, the spiritual aspect that created you that you are part of with golden light. Keeping your eyes closed, notice how you feel. Feel how you feel. And now the lifting process. You are already filled with shining white light and golden light. So all you allow and do is allow yourself to get higher and higher, freer and freer. You are safe, you are protected, you are blessed. You're getting higher, higher, lighter, and freer. You're centered. You're balanced. You're blessed. As you get higher, higher, lighter, and freer. Higher and lighter. Now. You may stay at this vibration. Fill yourself if you choose with more light. If you choose, you can ask source, creator, goddess, God, whatever your words are. For whatever it is you choose, you can send healing light to any aspect of your own being, to anyone else, to the planet. And I'll be silent for a moment so you can simply and fully immerse yourself in this energy, knowing you can do this at any time. Enjoy. And now, 
It is time for you to come back more into your body. So gently, softly, slowly, at your own pace, first give thanks. Give thanks for the guidance, the beauty, the light, and yourself. And at your own pace, slowly and gently begin to wiggle your fingers and toes. Again, at your own pace, slowly begin to move your hands on your wrists. You may slowly begin to pat your body and gently, softly, with care, begin to move your body. And as you feel ready, you may gently move your head on your neck. And when your head is upright and facing forward, as you feel ready, gently, slowly, and softly open your eyes. And notice how you feel. That was so lovely. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I do this every day. I don't talk to myself. I obviously do it silently, <laughs> but I do it every day. It's always, it's amazing. It is amazing. I, I actually felt like I left the plane for a couple minutes. You might. I You can do it for a longer period of time, but I am cognizant that we're actually part of a presentation here for the listeners and for all of us, actually. And so, yeah, but everybody can do this. Anybody can do this. That's so lovely. And it's nice of you to reiterate and share that everybody can do this. And it's very much a healing exercise as well as raising the vibration on the planet, which we so need right now. Yeah. And what happens, okay? I've been doing a lot of stuff for a lot of times, okay? And I have a birthday coming up. That's reminding me of that. Anyway, so I'm like open arms celebrating because it's like mind-blowing to me. Anyway, the more you do this, anybody, the easier it gets. And in once frequency does shift, I can tell you that. One, I'm, I'm, I do this and it shifts. And I teach it to almost all of my clients. I'm saying almost in case there's someone who didn't quite learn it. I have it on my website. I do it on my, on my what do you call that thing, on YouTube and on that other one, Instagram. So anyone can do this. And it goes along with any culture or any background, any anything, any gender, all of that. There's nothing that it's only for anyone, anything. It's for all of us and benefits each and every one of us who choose it. Right. Can you share some ways it will benefit us in our everyday life? Sure. Say a person has something coming up that they may be nervous about. Maybe they have to speak with somebody that is important to them. It could be something professional. It could be that maybe with some special person, there could be an issue that's going on that they can be feeling about. So before, before one has that conversation, 
take, what, 10 minutes? I mean, I can do this for longer, but even 10 minutes and do this and your frequency will shift and make you, whoever the you is, more readily able to have those conversations. Because instead of coming from what I will call third dimensional kind of mentality, you literally are coming from a higher mentality. You're entering, I call it the zone. People have all different words for it. Call it higher state. There's all kinds of words, okay? Same thing. It's a higher frequency. And again, the more one practices it like every day, I tell my clients, don't wait for an emergency. No, do this regularly. It becomes part of who you are. Then when it might be needful to have it because what not and hua might be occurring, you do this. Right now, literally on the earth, let's get very, very real. While we're having climate situations going on, while we're having certain kinds of fighting that is for many of us unappealing, that sometimes... Um, as I mentioned, I'm born under the sun sign of cancer in both Western and Vedic astrology. I have powerful emotions. Sometimes I need to let them get softer. I do this. Um, I also have other practices that will help me and anyone else deal with some of their more discordant emotions. I teach this, by the way, in certain courses. I have online courses. But when someone, and when someone does this, you shift. If you have an important conversation with your child, with your lover, with someone who you might want to have as a lover, with someone you can't stand, but you need to speak with them and you do this, you'll get a different way of understanding one who you are, because your frequency will change. It'll go higher, okay? And with the other person. And it makes the conversation, the attitude, the whatever it is, easier. When I have to write, um, this is how I write. I do this first. When I paint, I do this first. When um, speaking with you, I did this first. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. When you use this, don't only do it once and go, whoa, I like that. Make it part of your life and that's how you know it'll be effective you won't know it if you don't do it it's that simple absolutely and i think you touched on something that i want to go back to you said not only will it help us and raise our vibration but also that of the other person that maybe you're speaking to yes the reason it can do that now, I'm not the scientist that can give you all the facts and figures like Dr. Deepak Chopra or Greg Braden, okay? I'm, I'm what I am, although I've done plenty of reading, but they have the facts and the figures and all of that. That's not what I've got, but this I can tell you, is when a person really raises their frequency and keeps it there, it affects people from miles around, when we're really high, 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 and I mean high naturally, I'm not meaning it in any other way, so let me make that clear. Right. clear. Okay, we're not talking drugs here. I'm not talking, what's that stuff called? Opioids, I'm not talking any of that. I'm talking breathing and other ways of being naturally in a high space, certain kinds of exercise, all of that. When one is really at that frequency, it changes the vibration of the space, 
it changes the vibe. The higher, higher, higher one really is all the time, which is what I'm <laughs> morphing into. That's my intention. Yes. Okay. It can affect people 10 miles around. It can affect many. In fact, Greg Braden, do you know Greg Braden? Have you heard of him? Yes. So Greg Braden, who to me is brilliant, has hypothesized. He did a whole formula. Okay, I'm not going to give you the math because it's. I don't think it would make sense even if I could give it to you. That when a minimum of 8,000 people, I make it 10,000 because I like to make sure, when a minimum, let's say, of 10,000 people are literally operating 24-7 at the vibration of enlightenment, I say love and light, so we have like a thing to kind of tack it onto, that becomes the turning point where that vibration is more readily accessible to everyone else. And so imagine 10,000 people, 24-7, not once in a blue moon or sometimes whatever, literally operating at that high frequency, we begin shifting the vibration on the planet. And I assert, and I do assert this, that when we're really at that, and that's minimum, then more and more and more, we won't have the kinds of wars we have now because the vibration on the earth will be such that that kind of thing, it's like it almost wouldn't have the space to exist because the frequency keeps getting higher. I'm not saying everybody will be at the same high frequency, but the low won't be as low as it is when less people are at the high. And I know there are people who say, oh, you go up, you go down. Well, you know, that's an interesting thought. It's third dimensional thinking. I'm going to give you higher dimensional <laughs> ways of being. When we shift high and high and high, naturally, 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 we start shifting the vibration of the earth from third dimension to higher, which is part of what's happening anyway. And when we, despite what it may seem like, and when that happens, we become a higher level species and that other, okay, yucky, whatever words you want to say, like barf um, thing, there's not that space for it to be. I have a daughter and I remember when, I, when she was little, at one point she did really well on whatever it was. And so I thanked her and she said, but you expected of me. And I never said to my daughter, I expect you to do well. Apparently it was implicit because I have a brilliant daughter and I knew that from the get-go. Brilliant, creative, beautiful. I have a wonderful daughter. And all of this, so she felt it in the vibration that not only it was expected she could do well, she could do well. It was endemic in her. So she did. So we can have that with every child. Everyone. Not by saying, you must do well. That's not going to cut it. Right. Pressure. That's forcing. That's not how it's going to happen. When you see who someone's possibilities are, whatever they may be, and you hold that as best as possible, not as ego, because that won't work, but as possibility and allow that to blossom and flower, it will. Will there be challenges? Yeah, we're still on the third dimension. So we learn resilience. And these breathing attunements and ways of being help us with the resilience. Because otherwise, it could be overwhelming with some of what's going on. 
Yeah, this is a great way to bring us back to center because it certainly can be overwhelming with what is going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, if anyone is feeling overwhelmed, and sometimes I am, it's like a lot. And as I said, I am very empathic. So sometimes I've discovered, to my surprise, that I was releasing emotions and junk and feelings that weren't even mine. They were like, I don't know, call it the collective unconscious of sometimes people didn't release whatever in the world it was. And sometimes it came out of me and other empaths because it needed to be released. So I release it to the light. I have a thing called the protective prayer. You can, can I tell people where they can get a copy? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So my website is Audrey now. A, and I spell my name A-U-D-R-Y-E-N-O-W.com. The protective prayer is there. My websites are there. My, <laughs> my um, online courses are there. My art is there. We're going to redo the website. But meanwhile, all that is there. And the breathing attunement, some of them are there under the blogs. And so... When things can become overwhelming, you have to shift your frequency. You just have to shift whatever it is. Laugh, look at something funny, look at something gorgeous. I'm an artist. I'm surrounded with stunning art. And yes, I would like other people to also have this art, whether the originals or chaclays, which are prints on canvas or prints on metal. All of that is available, by the way, for anybody. So that's part of what you do. If it's gotten to the point where you feel you're going to scream, you want to pull your hair out, which you don't do, or you want to hurt yourself or all that, shift the frequency. Look at something easier. If you live where it's warm, I live where it's very warm, I'm in Florida, and walk barefoot on the grass. It's called earthing. Hug a tree, watch out for bugs. I learned about, look for ants, but hug a tree. Let the presence of the tree people fill you with the peace, and you really will get this from them. Shift, take pauses, eat healthfully. I'm a long time vegetarian, mostly raw vegan. And I have a book on that, Vim Vigor Vitality Vegan. Make shifts and do it. This is the thing. Some people look to do it all at once overnight. No, it's overwhelming. No, bit by bit by bit by bit by bit. And after a while, that bit by bit by bit becomes something way more that the person doing it, being it, having it may not even realize Till it's complete. When I wrote my first book, which scared the daylights out of me, but I've always known I'm supposed to write. And so when I finally got myself to sit down and write, I made a deal with myself that I would write one or two hours a day, weekends off, holidays off. But that, I forget if I made it one or two hours, but whichever it was, it was one or two hours. And every day I did that occasionally I missed, I doubled up the next day. A certain point, that book got finished. That's the one called The Mother's Manual, A Spiritual and Practical Guide to Child Rearing and Motherhood. Amazed me. 
and then editing and all the rest of the stuff, the thing, but bit by bit, by bit, by bit, by bit, from the tiny acorn, the great oak tree grows. Same for you. That is right. So we can start with something as simple as the breathing attunement exercises, and then maybe we can start looking at our diet and building on that as far as vegan and just slowly incorporating things into our life. Yeah. If you want to help the planet, okay, minimally one day a week, no meat, no fish, no chicken, vegan, nothing that came from an animal. Because without my having to go into big detail about, uh, how do we want to say this nicely, um, how animal culture, and I know there are people who want to debate this. I'm not going to debate this, okay? Can harm the earth because of the methane from, excuse my language here, from the farts of the cows and the, the poop also turning into methane and all that. We don't need that. We need to have clear air. And if we didn't eat so much, and now science science is showing that so much meat, especially in the American diet, is causing a lot of health issues, a lot. And animals and animal husbandry and agriculture is not now what it may have been um, in the early 40s. Now there's all kinds of poisonous pesticides and fertilizers. It's really, frankly, can be scary. So eat organic as much as possible. And even then, clean stuff. Because even organic food is sprayed. Right. I mean, I have a way to get around that. I mean, I'm really into health. I'm into health in a major way. Huge. I made that decision in my 20s when I took a look around. And I use, it's uh, called 2.5 pH strong um, acidic water that I get from, um, I am an, I will just say it, I'm an enagic distributor. I love my machine. Well, it's the water that comes out of the machine. And it's part of what helps keep me healthy. And one of the waters washes pesticides out of food, whether it's vegetarian food, which is what I do, or people who eat other things. It also washes stuff off the surface. It can't go into the actual seed or the actual um, molecule of that, but it can take it off the surface. And let me tell you, it makes a difference. I'm actually going to share this. I did not know I was going to say this, but the guides give me what's going to come out of my mouth and I, I have learned to listen. Yes. I am starting my eighth decade. I am beyond excited that I am starting my eighth decade and I am stupendously healthy. And the areas that still need some tweaking, I am getting tweaked. And I have seen people, I am so sorry to say, fall by the wayside because they didn't take care of themselves. I don't want to spend money on that. Oh, I don't want to cook food. I'll get it out of a can. I'm too busy. Okay. And I know what it's like to be busy. I was a single mom, okay? It's not like I don't understand this. And I don't live a normal lifestyle. Um, I'm a psychic healer, for heaven's sakes. And that's not like you get a paycheck. You know, it's different. And an artist, I'm, I'm that woman. And when it's really good, it's good. And when it's a little challenging, yes, it is. And so one has to know how to do this. 
However, if you take care of yourself from wherever you are, I don't care if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 80s, 90s, 100s, you start where you are. Yes. By bit, by bit, by bit. And then you get to where you're going. And does it pay off? <laughs> Let's just say that I have a lot of energy. I know when to take a rest because my body will say we are lying down now. I know when it's time to stop doing work because my brain, my mind goes, we're not doing this anymore. I know. <laughs> and I listen. Right. So. Yes, we have to be in tune and listen to our bodies. It will tell us everything we need to know. Yeah. And you feed it the best stuff you could have and see the body. Animals are like this also, humans, all of us. It really wants the best it can get. It wants to be healthy. Our natural impulse is to grow and evolve. It is. That's right. So that's what we're going to be geared towards. Even our thought patterns. I, my latest course, may I, may I? Okay. Please do. I would love for you to share all of your courses with us. Okay. So my latest course, I call it the ISM course. It's called ISM Freedom, Be Free of the Causes and Effects of Racism, Sexism, and Other Isms. And if you take the course, you get the book, Raising Race Consciousness, which is PDF. Because I only print on 100% post-consumer recycled paper because knocking down trees creates climate change and all that. I can't do that. I literally can't. I won't even talk about it. I'll start to cry. So I do everything I can as ecologically as possible. Being spiritual is is a whole thing. It isn't like you do it a few hours a day, a certain day. No, it's a lifestyle. So it's everything in one way, shape, form, or another. And so, like, what's racism? People have asked me, what do you mean by ism? LGBTQism could be hurtful, inappropriate, negative attitudes about LGBTQ people. Um, ageism could be um, inappropriate attitudes, behavior, thought patterns about age, any of that. And I, people have asked me, uh, does everybody have this? I don't want to say everybody. I am going to say practically everybody has something somewhere. And even if someone goes, oh, but I'm an evolved soul, I'm not saying someone's not an evolved soul, but there could be stuff that someone's not aware of. The guides gave me the term genetic karmic patterning over 20 years ago, GKP. Now some people use generation, um, uh, what are they calling it, trauma. GKP goes even deeper because when anyone is born, in addition to getting some of the physical characteristics of whomever the parents may be, however the person was born, because now they're even doing things where there are three parents, where they're putting stuff into the egg. That's a whole other conversation through CRISPR. Anyway, so whatever they were, there's also one can be getting attitudes, belief systems, tendencies that aren't written down on a paper. So does everyone have this? Yeah. Some of them are wonderful, some not so much. And the way one becomes aware of it is to notice some of the patterns in your family and more importantly, in your own self. 
Do you find yourself getting stuck at a certain space or area? Do you find yourself perhaps getting uncomfortable near certain people? Do you, I don't like being crowded. I'm 4'10". I weigh 94 right. pounds, okay? I'm not the tallest person. I think I'm big, okay? Because I'm a little taller than who my mother was and my sister. So I always thought I was tall, okay? And we can all laugh about that. Very cute. And at the time, I was five foot and half an inch to understand at my tallest or three quarters at the ultimate most. And if very, very tall people hover over me, not stand next to me, that's fine, but hover over me. It's like I feel like I'm a flower amidst trees and I need them to move a little bit so I can breathe. And part of it is I feel crowded. I just feel crowded. They're huge next to me. I know people that are six foot three. Right. And six five. I'm four ten. And I'm good at four ten. I like it. I can get through any crowd and, and boom. But if they like hover and I have to say excuse me and make a little space. Now is that GKP? I don't know. I know that I need to feel that I can breathe. But if some family discovers that maybe they don't like, for whatever reason, that could be language or it can be a non-even verbalized attitude, people from that country or people who wear that kind of clothing or people that have that kind of an accent, that could be, not saying it is, GKP, genetic karmic patterning. And your job, your J-O-B, joy of being, your joy of being is to become aware of it and heal it. And yeah, so my first course is the morph course, morph into the magic of self-love, soul essence self and ego personality self. And in that course, these are online courses and I guarantee them, you will learn how to really love many aspects of who you are. I teach you healing techniques and I show them in videos and I show them in audios and it's written and it's really cool. But back to the ism course, we deal with in that course a bunch of different isms that a lot of people may not even have been aware were an ism. Right. When I was writing about LGBTQ, and I am not LGBTQ, I am, um, what am I? I am in today's language, I am cisgender heterosexual is what I am. But I have friends that are a lot of other, and I did interviews and I know people, and I learned how many people know that when somebody is sometimes doing drag, whether drag queen or drag king, for some people doing that, it's a statement of power for that person. I never knew that. Did you know that? I know that. See, that was yeah. a learning experience for me when I was putting that part together. And do I know gay people? Of course, from New York. I know a lot of people. And I know people of many different colorations. I live a multicultural, multi-life for over 50 years. Right. Okay. So I have a question for you on the isms. Mm -hmm. 
is this course predominantly for people that when they reflect on themselves, they think they may have a little something that comes up within them where they may not be comfortable with racism or sexism? Is that who this course is geared towards? It could be for anyone, but it would definitely be geared for someone like that. If somebody detects that they don't like this color person or that particular thing, or they find themselves putting this particular kind of person down, male, female, binary, non-binary, um, I think we need new words, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. I know we do, and I'm saying that straight up because we're male, female, and blends in some cases and all that, they will find way in the course how to help clear and upraise themselves. And in case anyone wonders, well, I don't really need to, I'm fine the way I am. Actually, everyone benefits when they can clear any of these isms to whatever degree, because it frees up their energy. It gives them more possibility it adds to the love vibration within their own self so they attract from a higher space. If somebody wants to really be successful, and by successful, I mean living their passion on the earth and being able to flow with it. And it could also mean money. It could mean friendship. It could mean love. It could mean whatever it might mean. It could mean health. And so the more someone is free of any of this stuff, the more comfortable they can be anywhere. And that adds to success on so many levels and it adds to their own happiness and their own peace. And can they make more money? Yeah, they can. Absolutely. No question. I have to say, I would assume that anybody that has had some questions or challenges with some of the movements in the last few years, like Black Lives Matter, uh, the situation with George Floyd, and all that's come about, and if they have any questions surrounding that, or they don't agree with it, that this would definitely be the course for them as well. Yes, thank you, it would. Absolutely. Yes. I'm married to a Black man, for instance. Okay. And he has educated me quite a bit in racism and when I thought that I was quite open and aware. <laughs> and it's been a real eye-opening experience to me. And it's amazing how much being a white woman and from a predominantly white area, I did not know. Okay. I am white, hetero, what's called white, heterosexual, binary, what else am I? Uh, all that. My former spouse was African-American. He had mahogany skin. My daughter is biracial. I have been living this a long, 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 long time. My friends, I moved to New York, got my own place, moved out of my families. I lived a white life with them because that's the life they lived. And then when I was out of college, I moved into the city. That means New York, Manhattan, for those of you who don't know. Yes, we have that arrogance, the city. That became my life. And I went for multiracial, multicultural, multi this. So I was learning and exploring a lot. And that was in the 60s, okay, because I was born in 1942. So I've been around for a moment or two. And yes, still healthy, by the way. 
and intend to stay so. And I learned a ton. I learned a ton. And that's so, I love it. Yes. I love it. And I see, honestly, if somebody is like racist, that's usually an insecurity within themselves and whatever they've been conditioned. It's not normal. People who say it's normal. No, it's not. It's not normal. It's conditioned. And that's why the GKP genetic karmic patterning, that's vibrational. And if somebody gloms into it, it can be released. And we do that in the morph course and we do that in the ism course and the other course after morph was released and a bunch of people took it and thanked me for which i am so grateful okay um because the more people that shift the better the world is and then i'm living my purpose and that just i can't i I mean i just have gratitude for that i just have gratitude and thanks and so when that one was done the guide said, okay, time for the next one. <laughs> so I looked around and I thought, what needs to be done now? And there were a whole lot of sex things going on and the We Too movement and Me Too, Me Too you know, all this. So my second course, the online course, is called, I call it the sex course. Full name is Sexuality, Sensuality, Spirituality, Stupendous Sex, Your Intimacy, Healing, Exuberance course. And that's what it does. In fact, one of my clients who's in that course right now and had kind of avoided taking it for a while called me up to let me know how much she is growing and how she has learned that some of her choices, where they were coming from and all of that. And then she asked me, she said, I'm getting a lot more sensitive Is that normal? I said, yeah, because anyone who takes, oh, I should tell you this. Anyone who takes my courses, you will get more sensitive. Your clairvoyance, whether you call it that or not, I don't care what you call it, your your ability to sense and to know and to feel will get stronger. You will know more readily and everyone's different. So I can't say what's going to happen for person A will happen for person B. Everyone's their own unique being will enhance. And if you want to know how to register or look at the um, landing page, it's easy. Every course, I'm now Audrey now everywhere, A-U-D-R-Y-E-N-O-W.com slash morph, M-O-R-P-H, or Audrey now, A-U-D-R-Y-E-N-O-W.com slash sex. I get a big kick out of saying that. I still get a big <laughs> kick out of saying that. Okay. And then, um, and there's a little how-to, but it's mostly all about healing. Okay. And it's an exciting course. And the third one, Audrey Now, A-U-D-R-Y-E, uh, now.com slash ism. And you get specials. There are specials. If you take all three, you get special prices. If you take two together, you get special prices. And there are payment arrangements already kind of built into the course. So there's all kinds of ways for you to find the way to take them. And I've kept the fees very modest for what you get. And you keep the course. I don't take it back. 
I don't sneak into your computer. I'm not the techie woman. I wouldn't do it if I could, and it's not my way. And you can take the course over and over and over and over again. And I'm one of these people that, you know, the term content rich, you will get plenty of content. So if you choose, I have clients that have taken like the Morph course and others several times, and they keep finding new stuff. One of them asked me, did I change the course? I started laughing. It's in her computer now because she, no, she just found stuff she hadn't seen before because now she was ready for that piece. So you'll keep growing. And you have videos of me doing whatever I'm doing for that course and audios. And in the ISM course, you get two other, and a lot of writing. I mean, I'm a writer and you get enrichment material galore. And do I expect you to learn it all, all at once? No, no, bit by bit by bit by bit by bit. And the effect is cumulative. And in the ISM course, I have another section called resource section. And I stopped when a friend of mine said, stop. And it lists quotes. You could see some of it on Netflix. And if you don't have Netflix, I have YouTube. And you can see examples of the various isms for people who go, oh, that doesn't exist anymore. Well, there were up to the time the course was released, because now that's part is done. Things that are happening in the quote unquote actual world, as well as some of the improvements that have been made. I also have some comedians because on the seventh day, laugh, 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 you need to or you won't get through life. And then I have a glossary section, which at a certain point I stop because there are words that I never heard of before and they keep changing. There's new words almost all the time and different communities popping up new words. Yeah. I mean, we didn't used to have the term non-binary. Yes. I want to touch on that for a moment. And first of all, I'm glad you have a glossary. But there's absolutely been a lot of new words that have been added over the past few years. I'm curious, does spirit see that slowing down or will we continue in that pattern? You mean the new words? Yes, for all the defining different individuals that we are now. Oh, they're funny. Well, because our species is literally shifting into, in some ways, more diversity, there will be more words. At a certain point, that may slow down a little. And then, oh, listen to this. They said, what's going to happen when your species actually goes and lives on other planets? What's going to happen to the human genome when people are actually living on Mars or living on one of the moons of Jupiter, Io, 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 or living on these other areas, they will have to be new words because the human species, the genome will actually change. Did you read about the twins? Two guys are twins in NASA and one of them was up in the International Space Station, I think for only two months, it was two to six months, but I think it was two months, I'm not sure. Then he came back and these are identical twins And when he came back, they did DNA testing and whatever they do at NASA. And the two of them were already different. Some of the DNA had changed. And one of them was even, however they do these measurements, a little bit older than the other one. 
Yes. That's two months at most six, but I think two, whatever it was, in a space station. Yeah, that's remarkable. And because we're in the age of Aquarius, which is kind of a unity thing, I think, oh, how do I even want to say this? I think there's going to be new things possibly happening. This is a maybe, not a definite. And it doesn't mean in two seconds where certain things sexually can be shifting because it's part of what's going on. I mean, anyone who thought male and female were just that's it, or heterosexual or homosexual, that's it, like they're polar. No, this is all a spectrum. And now with all the different ways of relating, like polyamory, and you know what that is, right? So polyamory and all these different ways that people relate There's new ways, maybe they're not so new, of making families. And then this whole thing with CRISPR and several other things, husband and wife wanted to make a baby and there was something not quite right with the women's, um, the women's, what do you call that? Not matri, can't think what you call it. The stuff at the end of the cells, not not the, um, whatever it was. So they brought in a third woman with a, took that part of whatever didn't work in the wife and in the egg, the fertilized egg, they put that piece in. So when that baby was born, baby's born, okay, it literally in a way had three parents. Well, imagine in time to come, we are an inventive species. Let's remember this. There could be three parents, four parents done that way, either through CRISPR, which means that's going to continue, not always for parents, but I mean, whatever happened in that egg, that's how it's going to like become a person. And when that person becomes an adult and has a child, that is what is going to move forward. That DNA, it's permanent. It doesn't just shift. So I think we're going to absolutely have to have new language and new words. I think we need new words for... Um, and I say this with respect, and I say this with honor, that if a person has the top of one gender or sex and the bottom of another, I feel we need language for that, respectful, honoring language for someone who chooses that, not because of finance or whatever, but that's what their inner spirit desires. We need language for this. Because as I said, I do research. When I write my courses, I actually talk to humans and I do other research. And I have found out that some people desire that that's their preference. So to me, and I know not everybody may agree with this, but here I go. That's not a woman or a man in the way many of us have thought of a woman or a man. It's a new way of being. And I feel it's important to have language, again, respectful and honoring of whatever that word might be. And for all we know, once we're out in space and we will be out in space, I still think we have to clean up the earth, by the way, and go into space. There's no either or for me. To me, it's both, both. Uh, We don't know if whatever is in 
the DNA and the thought patterns and the energetic frequency that creates somebody that that's their preference might have that's needed on another planet. We don't know this because we're not there yet. We literally don't know. I mean, when I hear and we all read that we all came from this one area and we're only different because if you were in Africa, different sun, and if you were in Europe, this, this, and all that. I also go with, do you know who Edgar Casey is? Oh, yes. Okay. So I have read some Edgar Casey, not all of it, okay, but I've certainly read some. And in one of his books, and I quote this in, I think it's in the Morph course, I forget which one. Maybe it's the sex. I don't remember. But it's in one of my courses. Anyway, I quote him. And he said, all the different races, and I've been shown there was even one that I don't think we have anymore, pretty much started at the same time. That could mean within hundreds of years. The same time doesn't mean three o'clock on Tuesday. Right. Okay. In different areas for different purposes and different reasons. Because we all carry different energies. And although this might not be scientific, I'm a metaphysician. (laughs) What I am. And I trust Edgar Cayce. Everything I've read about him is amazing to me. For people who don't know him, he was called the sleeping prophet. He passed away in the 40s. And you can read any books about him, like the sleeping prophet is a good one. And I go with that. I mean, black people dance differently than white people. Asian people have kind of different body structure than white people, but we we do. And it isn't just because you need a certain kind of nose to filter out the dust or a certain thing because it's cold, so you want to reflect the light or breathe it in and stuff like that. To me, it's way deeper than that, way deeper. I think they're a thing, in fact, I, I feel very strongly that there is stuff our species has not yet at all discovered. So I'm open to finding out what else they might be. Have you read about that there have been giants on this planet? And I don't mean just someone six foot seven. I mean, giants that were like eight feet or long. Yes, I have heard that. Okay. And they found some of the skeletons. Where did they come from? Right. And why do we not know more about them? Isn't that fascinating? That fascinates me. And I'm surprised there's not more information out there available. Well, from what I've read, those people who chose to really study it didn't get financing because now, again, this is not my field of expertise, um, but sometimes any community, whether it's called a spiritual community or a scientific community or whatever, can get codified and want to stick with a certain belief system like they actually know, well, no, it's a lot of it is theory. They don't necessarily know. And then if somebody comes up with something different, now I'm sure many people know this, the something different often gets poo-pooed, ridiculed, and um, made as though it's foolish. And so to study something like this requires money. It requires resources to do something relatively new. It also takes courage. Not everyone has all of that, the money, the resources, the courage, the team, because you can't do it yourself. 
anything right. big and we're in the age of Aquarius, you have to have a team of one kind or another that also will have stick to will have persistence and brilliance. So I think that's part of it. So even in the ISM course, I talk about, because I mean, I laugh, I do, I do. Um, well, now we have, and I haven't done any of these DNA tests yet, but we have DNA tests that can tell different things about who we are. What's going to happen when the day dawns that we have different kinds of DNA tests that could see if we are Neanderthal partially or Denisovan, if I'm saying that correctly, or any other of the hominids? What about, what about, and I will say this, there are beings from other star systems. Humans yes. are not the only beings that have consciousness. We're not. And let's give thanks for that, by the way, that there are beings that could have higher, lower, beyond levels of consciousness. And I am one of the ones who feel they have some of these have been on the earth. Maybe they have helped seed our so-called races. We don't know. But that has not been really studied. It hasn't been really studied. It hasn't been really talked about either. So I'm so excited that you brought this up because I these are thoughts I have with myself. <laughs> Personally, I have taken one of those DNA tests. And the, the funny thing to me is that almost everyone that I've spoken with that has taken one, I say almost, not everybody, but there's some sort of Black or African trait, of course, in there. And we have a lot of racism, obviously, in the world. And it cracks me up to think that, well, you know, your ancestors derived from this particular country in this particular area and so on and so forth. So there's that aspect of it. And then in addition to the star seeds or whom else is here on our or who has been here on our planet, and I've, I believe that, the, you know, we've all intermixed, if you will, for a lack of a better way to put it. Mm -hmm. And we're truly a melting pot. Yeah. And some of us more than others. Some of us more than others. And that's why I just, I mean, personally, I, I don't care so much. Well, I don't care at all about skin colors or sexual preferences or, how people, uh, what they have on top and what they have on the bottom. I just love them. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I actually am fascinated in some ways with the inventiveness on a positive level of our species. When I, excuse me, first saw black people, I was fast. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Okay. Because I had not seen that before. Let's just say at the time I was a little kid, it wasn't something that fascinated my parents. So that was not where they wanted to go. Um, and this was someone down the block I happened to see in Brooklyn at one point. No, nope, I wasn't supposed to look. So of course I looked. And when I became my own person, like as I said, when I moved out of the house after college, I was what, just turned 23. That's when my adult life began in New York. And I got to know a whole lot of different people and learned and learned and learned and learned and learned and, learned and saw how misinformed so many people are, OMG. 
And because I was mainly, I will just say this, raised white, because that's what was in my school, that was in my neighborhood, that's what that was, and all of that, a lot of white people, I am going to say this, haven't a clue. <laughs> they just mm -hmm. don't know. And the same for black, brown, beige people, I use that term, because if someone's only been raised that, then they can have a misunderstanding of white people, some of whom are somewhat antediluvian, and some of whom are extremely advanced. I know some of the most spectacular white people. I know some of the most spectacular black, brown, beige people. I know some of the most spectacular golden-skinned people. I know some of the most spectacular, not red like a crayon, I haven't met people that color, but native, indigenous. I know these people. Amazing. I am so grateful, so grateful and so awed by which all these different peoples and cultures and ways of thinking and creativity have brought to the planet. How much poorer we would all be without this. Ew. Yes. No. So the ism course will help someone to be able to appreciate both who they are, whatever they may be, he, she, mixed, whatever, and others. So you feel more comfortable to be alive. And Absolutely. if somebody wants to feel comfortable being alive wherever you are, you want to take this course. Well, Audrey, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. We've had a quite lengthy conversation and I know that your time is precious and I so thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Gretchen, for having me. You are awesome. You are lovely. And we have commonalities we didn't even know we had. I love Absolutely. it. So thank you. This is a fabulous, great, wonderful show and opportunity. I am extremely grateful. Thank you very much. Well, I am so grateful as well. And I want to remind all of the listeners, you can find Audrey's information on AudreyNow.com. And that is A-U-D-R-Y-E-N-O-W.com. She has some beautiful books out as well as her online courses. We touched on her art a little bit. She has beautiful, beautiful artwork and just about everything that you would want to get information on, even regarding the attunement exercise that we did at the beginning of the episode, mm -hmm. it is on her website. Yeah. Audrey, is there anything else you'd like to add? I'd like to let people know I do readings. I do private sessions. I do astrology, clairvoyant readings, energy healings. I do all that. And you can be wherever you are. I can be where I am and it'll all work. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I did want to mention that. I know you are an amazing, amazing energy healer and you can do that, what, via the via Zoom or via phone? Usually I use the phone because I have, my eyes are closed when I'm doing that and I could be moving my hands and I don't want a client to be looking at and going, what is that woman doing? I want them to be relaxed and receiving it rather than going into a third dimensional kind of thing because that that takes their attention away from simply receiving. So I usually do it over the phone. I could do Zoom, but I also, when I'm doing this, don't necessarily want to be sitting on top of electronics because I'm in this other vibration and it's easier not on top of electronics. 
And is that Reiki or is it a different type of energy? Is it an intuitive energy healing? I'm a Reiki master. I've been attuned twice, but I'm a a high level energy healer. I've had other kinds of attunements and I am, oh God, when I was still, I'm a Rohan therapist. That's a whole other conversation. Okay. And when I was studying some of these healing works, I was starting to do healing energy and doing stuff before I was taught how to do it. I call it an energy healer frequency shifter because I call on the energy. I get directed what to do by the guides and I do it. And to me, it's like a dance and because I'm dancing with the energy. And even when the person is wherever the person may be and I am where I am, not in the same physical space, it still works. This goes beyond distance and even time. It's astounding. And I assert that one of the reasons, one, not the only, but one of the reasons that I am gifted to have the energy I have as I'm in the process of dancing through my eighth decade is because I do energy healings, because I do lift my frequency, because I do live a certain way, because I do work on clearing myself. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. I don't think that. So don't anyone think that that's what I'm saying. No, I'm also (laughs) in process also, okay? And it all contributes. That's beautiful. So thank you. Thank you again, Audrey. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show today. My honor. Thank you so much and many blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Smith, and I just really appreciate you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review or like and subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. All information regarding Audrey will be down in the show notes. So if you have anything that you would like to look up, you can find her links in the show notes. And if you would like to connect with me, your host, please connect with me at GretchenSmithCoaching at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram at GretchenSmithCoaching. By the way, I have a few openings for life coaching. If you're interested in spiritual holistic life coaching with me, Just send me a DM or send me an email at GretchenSmithCoaching at gmail.com. Wishing you a wonderful day and namaste.